0: Welcome, lovelies, to the Sexy Stories podcast. My name is Virginia. Do come into my parlour and make yourselves at home. This week, I would like to introduce you to a couple of characters created by my alter ego, Natasha Duncan-Drake. From her book series Dark Reflections, meet Tristan Havering, a British actor who has made a career out of playing a supervillain in the movies. And Devon, the supervillain in question, at the rap party for the latest in the blockbuster movies Tristan stars in. Tristan has been hit by a flying champagne cork, and woken up in a world that looks like the set, only there are no cameras, and the rooms have ceilings and all four walls. Tristan has decided it has to all be a game or a hallucination, except everything feels very real, and everyone he meets thinks he is Devon. Just when he has convinced them he is not the enemy, the real Devon has shown up and kidnapped him. Tristan has had a reckless idea to save himself from his psychotic double. To read the full story as well as the deliciously naughty bits, pick up your copy of the ebook, Me, Myself and I, for free. And when you have enjoyed Tristan and Devon's first encounter, why not check out their second exciting run-in in in Dreams and Reality, Dark Reflections Book 2. Links are at my website, virginiawaits.com or search for my alter ego's name, Natasha Duncan Drake, at your favourite online retailer. And up it will pop. Welcome to Dark Reflections, Book One, Me, myself, and I. Sit back, relax, and I shall begin. Surging forward, Tristan closed the gap between himself and Devon and kissed the man. The fact that Devon could tear him apart with little more than a thought was very clear in his mind, but he acted before he could think it through. Devon stepped back and away very rapidly, but Tristan saw shock on the other man's face rather than anger or disgust. Why did you do that? It works in the movies, was probably not the best answer. But it was the only rationale Tristan could come up with. Shockingly, Devon seemed to find that amusing. How narcissistic, Devon said, just standing there smiling slightly. How non-violent and not boring, Tristan countered. Do you really want to open that Pandora's box, Tristan? Devon asked. Stepping forward and looming over him again. You don't know what's inside. I have no idea, Tristan said completely honestly, because this was just something he didn't do. Spur of the moment hookups were so not his thing, and now he had had time to think, he had no idea what had got into him. Devon was not him but they sure as hell looked alike, and that was weird. But if he was brutally honest, kind of hot, too. He wasn't a vain person, and half the time he thought he looked ridiculous and goofy. But Devon really did the brooding supervillain thing well, and Devon was kind of stunning. The black, form-fitting outfit... Black hair barely constrained in a ponytail, and the black eyes were more than a little sexy. Shall we find out? Devon asked, and that was the only warning he had before Devon kissed him. Unlike their last meeting of lips... This was not brief, or in any way chaste, as Tristan found himself grabbed by the back of the head and forcibly pushed against Devon. There was a voice in his head screaming, "'What the hell do you think you're doing?' But he went with the one saying, "'Go for it' instead,' and kissed back. He was a good kisser. He'd been told so by several of his other halves, and he bit at Devon's lip before opening his mouth and letting Devon's tongue push inside. He thought he might have heard Devon moan when he decided to suck on the muscle invading his mouth, and he couldn't help smiling into the kiss. That was apparently all it took to goad Devon into pushing him back on the bed climbing on top of him and kissing him senseless. Guess that answered that question, he said when Devon finally pulled back. He was more than a little shocked at his own behaviour. Sure you're not going to try and shut the lid now the box is open, Devon asked, grinning like a loon. Tristan just glanced down between their bodies in a rather unsubtle manner. The way his cock was tenting the pyjama pants he was wearing answered that question. He had to be insane, but then again, he was in a world that only existed in the movies, so nothing was that mental. "'Take your clothes off,' Devon told him, sitting back to give him room." He didn't think it was a good idea to argue, so he pulled his T-shirt over his head. Not that I don't appreciate the form-fitting black, he said as he threw the garment onto a nearby chair. But are you going to undress as well? I might, Devon replied with a slight smirk. Clearly they were playing it that way then. Tristan had been naked a time or two in front of the camera, and he could get over being watched, so he lifted his hips and shucked off his pyjama pants. Since those were the only two things he had been wearing, he was then completely as nature had intended. He threw the pyjama pants over with the T-shirt and settled back down and waited, Devon gave him a very slow and very thorough once-over with his eyes, and Tristan couldn't help it. He blushed under the scrutiny, especially when his cock twitched at the heat in Devon's gaze. "'You have a most acceptable body,' Devon said. "'Thanks,' I think,' Tristan replied. Devon's smirk only grew. Get on your hands and knees, was the next instruction. So much for foreplay, Tristan said, but did as he was told. Like this? he asked once he was situated. Adequate, Devon replied. And what were you expecting? Cuddles in front of the TV? I remind you. "'You started this.' "'I'm not,' but whatever was not "'got lost somewhere between his brain and his mouth "'as Devon stuck a lubricated finger up his arse. "'It seemed Devon was determined to get straight to it. "'Tristan had no idea where the lube had come from, "'but Devon was capable of many things beyond mere mortals, "'as the man had already proven,' "'so it could have been anywhere.' "'Some warning would have been nice,' he complained, just a little, "'but Devon added more lube and began moving the situated finger, "'so he was very distracted. "'I like to keep my partners guessing,' Devon replied, "'and proceeded to open him up with two fingers before he was quite ready.' He had a feeling he was going to be one step behind for the whole enterprise. Devon might have been very focused, but the man was surprisingly gentle and thorough while prepping him. There were a few points where he gave up and just made the most wanton noises he could, like when Devon first found his prostate, but the shocks were all good ones. It had been a while since he'd had a male lover, so it took time to loosen him up. But Devon didn't seem to be in a hurry. Devon was direct, but not careless. That didn't stop Tristan being slightly nervous, however. After all, he was dealing with a supervillain as whenever he was nervous, he felt the need to talk. But he was saved the embarrassment by the fact that Devon kept robbing him of his voice. Devon had very clever fingers and kept doing very clever things with them. When those fingers were eventually withdrawn, he might possibly have whined about it. Don't move, Devon said, sounding amused, and stood up. Tristan heard the sound of clothes being removed, and he wanted to look, but he had been instructed not to move. If it had been a normal situation, he wouldn't have stayed put, but Devon was a man with many psychoses, and Tristan didn't want to piss him off while in such a vulnerable state. Devon moved back into position behind him, and he heard the application of more lube. Uh, But there was one thing he didn't hear. "'Safe sex?' he asked, because he did still have some self-preservation instincts. "'The energy in my cells destroys all known disease,' Devon said, spreading him wide with firm hands." and I want you like this. Tristan had no further chance to object, because Devon pushed slowly but firmly into him, and he had to think about things like breathing and adjusting to what felt like a fucking huge cock. Thankfully, it wasn't too hard after all of Devon's careful preparation— but he still felt way too full, way too fast, and he moaned quietly. "'Let me hear you, Tristan,' Devon said, stilling when fully seated inside him. "'I like the noises you make, and no one can hear us here.' That was all kinds of hot, and so Tristan moaned again. This time— much more loudly. That's more like it, Devon said, and began to move. The hands on his hips were very strong and very firm, and Devon held him exactly where the man wanted him. The first time Devon changed angles and zeroed in on his prostate, he face-planted into the bed and the pile of pillows between his hands. Even better, Devon said, and then proceeded to take advantage of his new position. Tristan actually bit into the pillow as Devon ploughed into him. There was nothing gentle about the other man now. It was all raw power, and God help him, Tristan was loving every second of it. The groan he let out was so low it reverberated through his whole body. The fact he couldn't see Devon was a bit of a disappointment, but the angle, God, the angle had him seeing stars. He hadn't had a partner that could take him like that in years, mostly because he'd been dating women for the main, but there really was something to be said for a good hard fuck. Oh God, please, he begged, as Devon continued to ride him hard and deep. He wasn't quite sure what he wanted, anything maybe that would up the pressure inside him that little bit more and allow him to spill over into orgasm. When hands began to ghost over his body, stroking his skin, brushing over his nipples, he began to shake. He was so far gone, in fact, that it took him a while to realise that Devon's hands were still very much holding his hips in a vice-like grip. So unfair, he ground out between pants. Devon laughed and slowed his pace, thrusting his hips forward with just as much force, but just slow enough so the added sensation of the hands didn't send Tristan into complete ecstasy. It was torture of the best kind. Tristan wanted to come, he ached with it, but Devon was holding him right on the edge. He wasn't sure if it was heaven, or hell, or a perfect mixture of both. "'Beg,' Devon told him as if reading his mind. "'Beg, my beautiful creature, and I might have mercy.' Tristan hummed in the back of his throat, but bit his lip and refused to say anything. Devon seemed to take this as a challenge. Tristan cried out as Devon slammed into him hard enough to rattle his teeth. He wasn't going to be able to sit down for a week, and he didn't care. He even managed to hold it together for another couple of minutes, as Devon did everything short of actually letting him come to drive him completely insane. Maybe it was because they were fundamentally the same physical person, or maybe Devon was just that good. But Devon seemed to be able to read him so clearly, the man could anticipate every single one of his reactions. Please, he finally begged, because he couldn't take it any anymore. Please, anything, please. "'All you had to do was ask,' Devon said, and at least sounded strung out as well. "'The ghostly hands on Tristan's body moved with purpose. Two started to play with his nipples, almost hard enough to hurt, but not quite, "'and two more skirted down his body and between his legs.' Fingers that were, at one moment, like air, and the next real and hard, wrapped around his cock and began to play with his balls at the same time. It was like lightning through his nerves, and he shot his load all over the bed cover as his body dissolved into a shuddering mass. If Devon hadn't been holding his hips, he would have fallen forward. As it was, he just about managed not to suffocate himself with the pillow as he desperately dragged air into his lungs in huge gulps. Devon had stopped moving, but was still buried hilt-deep in his ass. He could feel every inch of the other man's cock as his muscles spasmed without his conscious consent. Devon rode out Tristan's orgasm with barely a twitch, apparently waiting for him to recover. As soon as he gave the merest hint of being coherent again, Devon pulled out slightly and then pushed back in. Tristan didn't even try and keep the strung-out whine from exiting his throat as his whole body hummed with the movement. His instinct was to try and crawl away as his over-sensitized nerves screamed in protest, but Devon had him in a grip he couldn't break. He had no choice but to submit. Noises somewhere between pain and ecstasy fell from his lips as Devon thrust slowly in and out of his body. Each push was nowhere near as hard as they had been, But they might as well have been for all the difference it made. He had opened Pandora's box, and now he had to take what he had released. Using his arms, he pushed himself up to an all fours stance, and then held himself firm, more by pure stubbornness than anything else. Good boy! Devon said, and he growled in response, because he was very far from being a boy. Having had enough of Devon calling all the shots, he deliberately clenched down on Devon's cock, and he smiled when Devon groaned. He was an actor, Devon was a supervillain, but in bed they were just two men, well, mostly. "'and Tristan was finding himself willing to play as hard as Devon. "'Was that a challenge?' Devon asked, voice cracking. "'Fuck yes,' Tristan replied. "'If Devon could deal it, he was going to take it. "'Not that he was insane enough to say that out loud.' "'Devon laughed again. Game on.' was the verbal response. In a set of moves that Tristan barely followed, he found himself on his back, with his legs over Devon's shoulders, and Devon drilling right back into his ass. There was strain on Devon's face, and Devon's dark eyes were slightly glazed, but Tristan couldn't comment, because his voice was kind of stuck in his throat. Devon was the image of debauchery, skin sheened with sweat, seemingly endless muscles tensing on a body almost exactly like his own, but with the odd scar and hair falling around that chiselled face. Tristan felt his cock twitch in renewed interest. "'Fuck, you're beautiful,' he heard himself whispering. Devon grinned at him, and then bullseyed his prostate for him, which totally removed his ability to talk yet again. He decided at that moment, if he died, at least he died happy. It had to have been two hours later when Tristan finally collapsed on the bed and refused to move another inch, He was pretty sure they had had sex on every surface in the room, and they had both come at least twice, if not more, but he wasn't sure if the time his legs gave out over by the dresser actually counted or not. There were aches coming from all over his body from the physical exertion, and he was sticky in places he really didn't want to think about right then but he was happily sated. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope you have enjoyed Tristan and Devon, and will check out their full, devilishly fun adventures in the Dark Reflection series of books. They do manage to get themselves into such trouble. The ebooks are available at all major online retailers, and the first in the series, Me, Myself and I, is permanently free where possible. For all the links, check out this week's episode blog post at virginiawaits.com or simply search for Natasha Duncan Drake at your favourite store. Please do me the honor of subscribing to the podcast so you never miss a sensual episode. It would make me so very, very happy. Until next time, lovelies, stay naughty and be safe. Music From filmmusic.io Moonlight Hall by Kevin MacLeod Incomtech.com Licence CC by creativecommons.org